of London off the M4, where I have lived for the past 18 years, the menopause is never, I fear, going to be fashionable or to come up. Come to think of it, if the menopause were a borough, it would make a very good baron's court. The seeds of this little book were planted when the editor of the Saturday Times magazine, Nicola Giel, approached me to write a piece about my own experience with it. I balked at first. Never mind if men would read it, would women read it? Moreover, do you think the average Syrian refugee mourns her reproductive years? Get over it already and all. But I wrote it anyway, and I'm so glad I did. The feedback after it came out, and not just from women either, was huge and heartfelt. Quite clearly, there were plenty of super-intelligent, super-switched-on, super-strong women out there in their late forties and early fifties who felt similarly bereft. Women who, though they knew intellectually that just because they hit the menopause it didn't mean they were going to be circling the drain or on their way to becoming roadkill, as one New York City hormone doctor I spoke to for the piece helpfully put it, but nonetheless found themselves suddenly wondering who the hell they were now. And what was the bloody point? Women who, like me, couldn't remember the last time they'd been whistled at by a builder or been made a proper pass at, and found the physical, somatic reality of whatever that thing we once had not being available again, never being available again, surprisingly devastating. I can say this only in hindsight. It is all too easy not to link societal value with one's sexuality, until it is irrevocably snatched away. There was one criticism. My friend Rosa a West Country-based filmmaker gently inquired why I hadn't said anything about male menopause. And she was right. Maybe I should have mentioned it, for we are not the only ones who go through a hormonal crisis at this age. Imagine the hellish ignominy of moobs. But here's the thing. Men can still technically reproduce. If you're looking for a section on andropause, therefore it won't be in here, although I will broach the subject of infertility and menopause. If you can't have, or indeed, never wanted babies anyway, does menopause matter less? Maybe it matters more. Somehow the point when you stop getting your period is as symbolically huge as when you first get blood in your knickers. It is very much not, as I thought it might be, a mere existential crise. The hot flushes, the racking insomnia, the torturous restless leg syndrome, all of which for me hit like a brick within the space of barely a month, are the irreversible, concrete manifestations of a chapter finishing where it had once begun. And however much you think it won't matter, believe me, it will. But it is not all bad. For one thing, we are not what you'd call a minority. Menopause affects half the population, and as I write this, more than a third of Western women are going through it. After the year 2030, they estimate that there will be a whopping 1.2 billion of us who have gone or are going through it, which is 10% of the global population, and that 25 million women will go through it the year after that. At the beginning of the last century, the average life expectancy for a woman in the UK was 48.5 years. According to the latest figures published by the National Office of Statistics, the average life expectancy for women by 2030 will be 90. If you are reasonably well off and in good health, the number obviously will rise. That means if I live to 100, 
and there's no reason statistically why I should not. According to Professor Rudy Westendorp of the University of Copenhagen, the first 135-year-old has already been born. I'll have spent nearly half of it being post-menopausal. If that is not a reason to think of it as the next rather than the final stage, what is? Meanwhile, as women live longer, the relative time we spend being reproductive gets shorter and shorter. Might it be possible to see that febrile, fertile era between the ages of around 12 and 50 is a kind of blip? Might the time when we are at our most authentic, or as Simone de Beauvoir put it, the time when we most coincide with ourselves, be when we are either girls or old women? That is, are we at our true peaks when our fertility isn't messing with our heads? For a second thing, why suffer if you don't need to? Just like you can have a nice sedative for a colonoscopy or an epidural before...